This is episode 77. It's called Thirsty Monkey. Hello! Welcome to episode 77. It is called Thirsty Monkey. I'm not even kidding you about that. Uh, If you're new here, my name is Lisa. I am the mother of the wonderful, awesome Avery, who is our 16-year-old daughter who has developmental and some intellectual disabilities. And she's basically a rock star and uh, a ball of sunshine. So we created this podcast together in the early days of the pandemic as sort of like a little project that we could do together. And the goal of this podcast was to like share a little bit of the behind the scenes of disability family life. And we share the tricky bits, but also the great stuff. And there's a, there's a lot of great stuff. Um, you know what's not great? <clears throat> My throat. It is allergy season. Frig you, Birches, the audacity. I just posted an Instagram story about how I was hugging a tree this morning. <laughs> I legitimately was hugging a tree. It's a mental health thing. Um, sorry, meant to improve your mental health, I mean. I wasn't hugging it because of mental health challenges. <laughs> Although my neighbors would beg to differ. Anyway, nothing against trees as a um, genre. No, they're not a genre. What are they? As a species? Are trees a species? You know what I'm saying. I love a tree, but it's just, I mean, I'll happily hug a pine tree. I will wrap my arms around a maple tree and climb it even. It's just um, birch and oak in particular that are trying to kill me with their pollen. So all that to say, that's why my voice is so annoying. My apologies. Um, extra annoying. But back to the hugging of a tree, I really did legitimately hug a tree in the forest today as a method of grounding. You know, where you put your bare feet on the earth and you f- absorb the energy into your body, or you hug a tree and absorb its positive energy. Yeah, it's a thing. But it was funny because as I was hugging this tree, I was recording myself doing it because you know, everything's for the gram. And I noticed about halfway through that this woman was further along the trail and she was walking her dog and she was just staring at me, obviously thinking, what in God's name is wrong with that woman? But I I kept recording because I thought, who actually cares? I shared the story with my son this morning. I was saying like, as somebody who grew up as a shyer child, I think it was more, my shyness came from a fear of judgment and just not wanting to look like a ding dong. And as I got older and as I'm into my fifties now, just that sense of freedom of not giving a single care is just so lovely. So anyway, what does that have to do with this episode? Absolutely nothing. What was I talking about? I was talking about this podcast. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And in the beginning of this podcast, we used to publish every week. So now we're down to every other week because, you know, life is busy and everything. So Avery joins in on pretty much every episode to some degree. And her participation depends really on her interest level and how tired she is. And if there happens to be any of her friends playing outside, if there's a skipping rope, going on outside. She's not interested. So um, we just roll with it. And uh, topics of this podcast vary um, from episode to episode, but they're generally always viewed through the lens of a disability family. And sometimes an episode will be from Avery's perspective. Sometimes 
we'll get opinions or questions from family members or friends or listeners. And often um, an episode will be from a mom's perspective, uh, this mom. So sometimes I'll chat about my thoughts on various aspects of disability, but other times the focus will be just completely on me me and my tree hugging, for example. No, they'll be on me, but not in an egotistical, narcissistic kind of way, but more of a, in a, I'm a mom who has lots of balls in the air, uh, dropping many, many of those balls. Help me, Rhonda, what am I doing? Kind of uh, perspective. So yeah, this episode is called Thirsty Monkey, <laughs> which is making me laugh. So let's just get started and I will explain why this episode has such a bizarre title, I mean, Thirsty Monkey, is it a bar on a beach in the Caribbean? Is it some kind of thirst trap sex thing? Well, you're just going to have to listen and find out. (laughs) How's that for clickbait? Okay, let's go. Hey, everyone. It's a very bright life. It sure is. Your life is so bright. I gotta wear shades. We are so happy that you're here with us. Let's do this thing. I was talking to a friend on the phone the other day, and as per usual, we were just blabbing about everything with our verbose blabbiosity, and um, we were talking about everything and nothing, you know, as you do, as conversations go, and uh, as, as usual, I would say something, and then I'd finish what I was talking about, and then my friend would say, Yes. And on another topic, which basically is saying, now on to me and my stuff. And then I would listen attentively to her and then wait for my opportunity to add, hmm, yes. Now on another topic, and then I would talk about me. <laughs> is that, isn't that how conversations go? Anyway, it was during my talking part where I told her about this very weird dream that I had just had. Who doesn't love to hear about other people's rando weird dreams. But anyway, so my dream was this. I was out doing errands and I was running around like a chicken with its head cut off like I do most days, just scrambling to jam as much as humanly possible into the shortest amount of time because of my chronic procrastination. And when I got home, I went downstairs to the basement to put the groceries in our downstairs freezer, which we don't actually even have a downstairs freezer, but in my dream we do. And, uh, I noticed in the corner of the basement, there was this cage. I walked over and to my horror, I suddenly remembered that I had a pet monkey. So this poor thing was curled up at the bottom of the cage and it was looking just, oh, it was all shriveled and emaciated and it just looked sad and there were tear stains on its cheeks and its lips were all dry with some kind of white powdery crust all in the corners of his mouth. And uh, my poor monkey, my poor pet monkey was half starved. It was completely dehydrated and I felt terrible. And when I realized that I had completely forgotten that I actually had a pet monkey and that it was nearly dead because of my neglect and complete inattention, I totally freaked out and I don't remember what happened after that in the dream, but uh, I do remember waking up and feeling this sense of guilt and just this massive ick and shame and failure because who forgets that they have a pet monkey? Like, how how do you forget that? Now now in my head, I'm like, haven't you always wanted a monkey? (laughs) You know, that Bare Naked Ladies, If I Had a Million Dollars song. Anyway, I have always wanted a monkey. 
a chimpanzee. I'm not going to lie, but clearly I can't take care of one. How do you forget that a living thing is depending on you for their survival? That's terrible. So anyway, I shared all of this with my friend and after a moment of stunned (laughs) silence, she said, Lisa, you are the thirsty monkey. She was like, you are so busy taking care of other people and worrying about everything and everyone that you have been neglecting yourself. This was her interpretation of my monkey dream, which if that isn't a metaphor for, for pretty much every disability parent in the world, I don't, I don't know what is. So to her point, she was correct. However, I have been making quite an effort to make self-care more of a priority. I've been exercising-ish. I am getting out every morning to try to get that morning sunlight into my eyeballs to try to reconfigure my broken circadian rhythm. And um, obviously, I'm a tree hugger now, so there's that as well. Um, I have been doing physiotherapy and to fix my shoulder, I've got a got an old lady bum shoulder and I've been doing biweekly massages, which is divine. And my massage therapist also does reflexology at the same time, which if you have never done reflexology, it's friggin' fantastic. And I've been doing um, acupuncture. I hate the word puncture, but I like acupuncture. And so, yeah, and I've also really, really been working hard to clean up my dirty sleep hygiene because it was a mess. So just by making a few changes, my sleep is getting, uh, it's not all the way there yet, but it is my goal to to get to um, seven hours of sleep would be delightful. Lisa on four hours of sleep is not a happy, productive person, but Lisa on seven hours of sleep is an absolute delight. So that's what I'm working on. So I think that me being the thirsty monkey makes sense in the past, but I think now my thirsty monkey has to do more with uh, obligations and massive quantities of guilt, mom guilt, and just a basic, just basic human guilt. So, and and also to be clear, a thirsty monkey isn't like normal worry. It's not some annoying task that you want to just check off your to-do list or something. It's an, and it's not basic anxiety. It's the things that you need to deal with that are difficult or upsetting or just so bloody overwhelming that you ignore them on purpose or you try to forget them or stuff them down because they're just, just way too much. So you shove them in a cage and pretend they don't exist until suddenly you're suddenly you're like, damn it, I own a monkey and I got to take action because this monkey, this monkey's going down without my, without my attention. So uh, what am I, what am I talking about? You know what I'm saying? I think that parents of kids with disabilities, especially have several or multiple thirsty monkeys like this. We have cages filled with monkeys because some of the things that we need to deal with with our children are difficult to think about, let alone to take action on, especially those things that are looming like way off in the future. Here I said, here I said looming, looming, right? That really paints a picture because these things are like 
out there and we know that they're out there. There are decisions that we have to make. There are tasks we have to do. There are things that we have to set up and they are hard. And I know that the expression, we can do hard things, sure, but sometimes I can't. And so I just would prefer just to ignore them for as long as humanly possible. Yeah, but there are things that we need to get organized and set up for our children and it is difficult. So it is no wonder that we hide them away and we push them off until later, but we can't avoid them forever. And eventually we have to face them because you just do, but because we've ignored them for so long, they can become even more difficult to manage and they may have even gotten bigger and grown from a tiny monkey to a big old ape into a very thirsty, neglected baboon of a challenge. So like the neglected, emaciated, very thirsty monkey in the cage in my basement. <laughs> oh, are you still with me? Are you still listening? Did you click off? I don't blame you if you did, because I'm talking about metaphors and, and monkeys, so it's not for everybody. Um, however, if you're still here, I thought for the purposes of making you, the listener, feel less alone and hopefully seen in this way, I would share a few of my own personal thirsty monkeys and then invite you to think about what some of your thirsty monkeys might be and how you might address them and hopefully get them off your back. The vast majority of my current caged very thirsty monkeys have to do with Avery, obviously, and her health and her overall development. So here are a few of the things that I have locked in a cage in my basement. Um, Avery's feet. In the early days of the pandemic and the lockdown, when we were stuck in our homes and everything, I took my eyes off her feet. I didn't realize that her feet had grown two sizes. Um, in a very, very short amount of time. So because she never complains and she has no um, pain, her threshold for pain is so freaking high, uh, she never complains that her feet were shoved into shoes that were two sizes too small. And as a result, she um, developed a bit of a bunion, which if you know anything about bunions, you can't reverse a bunion. Once a bunion, always a bunion, unless you get it surgically removed. And this is not, that's my thirsty monkey right there. Like, I don't want to think about it. Do we have to do surgery to fix something that was um, unavoidable if I had been paying more close attention? <sighs> I feel like crap about that. I feel I was feeling also thirsty monkeyish about her teeth because her gums are very swollen and I thought it was poor oral hygiene, but our orthodontist assures me that it's just a reaction to her braces and the swelling will go down once her braces are removed. So I, I hope he's right. And on the topic of her mouth, mouth breathing and Avery's deviated septum and, oh, actually I'm just going to leave that. I'm come, we're doing a whole episode coming up about all of your face holes, like your mouth, your eyes, your ears, um, <laughs> your face holes. You know what I mean? We'll be doing a topic about that and I can talk about all of my anxiety around her nose and do we have to do surgery around that? I don't know. Probably. I don't want... I, back in the cage. Back in the cage with Avery's nose. I can't talk about it right now. Um, and that's in the same category as her shoulders. 
and not because she has disabilities. I think this is something that a lot of people are dealing with the curved shoulders forward from being hunched over computer screens during online learning and just all of the screens. So we're trying to address that by helping her stretch out the muscles across her chest so that she can realign her spine and um, uncurve, is that the medical term, her shoulders. And she's not the only one. Look at her mother. I'm at 53 years old. I am developing a neck hump. The very top vertebrae that, you know, before you get to your head is sticking out in a very alarming manner. And if I don't change my posture and strengthen my core and stretch out all the tight muscles, I will be walking with a, like a hunched over with a, with a, I don't know, it's not good. So my hump, my hump, my lovely neck hump. Not so much. Um, so yeah, so Avery and I are working on stretching and physio exercises, both of us, because we have to. But I did avoid it for a really long time. My neck hump and Avery's curved shoulders were locked down in that cage for some time. I couldn't even think about it. And so now here we are with a lot of damage done and a long road to recovery. So well done, Lisa. Um, what other thirsty monkeys? Oh my God, I'm in TELUS hell. So that is our, our internet. No, that's not internet. That is our cellular carrier here in our area is TELUS. And we bought Avery a Apple watch to monitor her location and some of her medical issues. And if you have a cellular smartwatch, well, I, I this is what I was told. We also needed to get her a phone. So we got her a secondhand phone, which is lovely. We got her a very basic uh, plan because she didn't really even need the phone. You just needed to set up the cellular on this stupid watch. And that's all great. We had it all working and it was wonderful. And now we're getting charged an extra $20 a month for, for what? We don't even know. Some kind of overcharges. And trying. so I've tried talking to Telus. I've gone into Apple and I've done all this. And it just makes me want to curl up into a ball inside the monkey's cage and just join them forever because I can't figure it out. So I'm just avoiding it. Every day it's on my list. Call TELUS and then I and I don't because it makes me die a little bit on the inside every time I do. Um, but yeah, those are all silly. But the biggest, biggest, massive, thirstiest monkey, the one that wakes me up at night is related to Avery's future and her safekeeping or her well-being after her dad and I have become dust in the wind, if you know what I'm talking about. We don't have an official guardian for Avery. We used to. It was my brother or my husband's brother, but they all they both live out of the country, so that's not an option for us. And my parents are older, and Avery's older brother, Sebastian, of course he's going to be involved to some degree, but it is not his responsibility to raise or look after his sister. He will be checking in on her, of course, but he has his own life to live. And that's not his, his, I was going to say burden to carry, but Avery is not a burden, but do you know what I'm saying? It's just, ugh. And then there are friends who have kindly offered to be Avery's guardian and God, that makes me want to cry because that's so beautiful and lovely and generous. And um, I'll probably be taking one of them up on that. So 
we need to sit down with a lawyer and figure this stuff out because right now all of Avery's documents are locked up in the cage as the liner of the monkey cage, I guess. I can't think too long or hard about it because it it gives me hives. However, just because it's stressful, just because it's scary, it doesn't mean you can avoid it forever. That's the thing about thirsty monkeys is that they don't just go away. They seem to survive no matter how long you neglect them because monkeys are very hardy creatures, apparently. So I guess the solution is to just try to rally and face them and take care of them so that you can set them free back into the jungle where they belong. Monkeys do not belong in a cage in your basement. (laughs) And I realize that this is easier said than done. So my plan, you can choose to adapt it to your own needs, is to focus on one thirsty monkey at a time. Just, Just deciding which one to focus on though is a challenge in itself, isn't it? The most important ones, the timely ones, they are usually the biggest and the thirstiest monkeys of all. So my tendency is to just lock the cage up really tight and uh, poor monkey. So yeah, this, this revelation, this whole thirsty monkey situation started with a simple, just a silly dream, um, but it did open my eyes. Uh, clearly my subconscious was trying to shake me awake and make me realize that by avoiding these situations and these obligations, it's not making my life any easier or serving myself or serving my family very well by avoiding the things that need to be taken care of. Um, I think dreams are funny like that. Last night, I dreamt that clearly I'm sleeping because I'm dreaming. I think, I think though, these dreams are like right before I wake up. So they're those early morning ones, which are always the wildest ones. But I dreamt that a friend hit me with her car. Like, I'm pretty sure it was on purpose. So I guess I need to watch my back for the next little while. I don't know. But anyway, so uh, yeah, good luck to you on caring for your thirsty monkeys. Um, and on the topic of monkeys, Avery is here with her joke of the episode. And I just, I'm not calling her a monkey. Her joke is about a monkey, just to be clear. Um, I just wanted to mention that the tech process is not, it's not difficult, but it's not easy. Um, my tech skills have not improved a lot over the last couple of years, but Avery's really have. And as of this episode, she has been recording her own intro and her own joke independently. So she's pressing record and she's speaking into the microphone and she's beginning the process of editing. So moving the, the sound bites over or snipping off the end bit or whatever. It's definitely a tricky skill to master, but she's becoming quite the podcast professional right before my eyes and your ears. How do you unlock a banana with a monk key? Thanks for listening. Your support means so much to us. So thank you for sharing the podcast and for cheering us on. It is amazing to see this bright, beautiful community growing in this way. If you have a question, an episode suggestion, or you just want to say hello, we would love to hear from you. So reach out on Instagram or send us an email. 
or you can show off your techie prowess by leaving us an audio message by clicking the message button on the Spotify for Podcasters homepage. That link is in the show notes and on the podcast page on the Very Bright Life website. If you liked what you heard today, please consider leaving us a review. More positive comments and five-star reviews nudge the algorithm to deliver this content to more ears. Thanks for listening and we'll chat with you again soon.